Welcome everybody to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I'm Steve and I'm joined as usual by my tag team partner in podcasting and that is Jeff. Jeff! Jeff, 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 my boy. There's been a lot of news that we missed. Last week's episode we ended with, watch us drop this podcast and something big will break on a Friday. And boy, did it break. Yep. Woke up Friday, looking through my wrestling news, and it's like, well, Triple H has been named the new EVP of, uh, I, I think at the point at that point it was uh, talent relations, um, and I'm like, ooh, that's a big story. That that's pretty cool. All right, well, uh, you know, I'm sorry we missed that, but I know we're gonna have something to talk about. Then Vince retires the other day. I'm like, shit, we're always a day early. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Friday has been the day to drop some bombs. You know, timing is everything. And sometimes the the calendar is your friend and sometimes it's not. And this week it wasn't. But, you know, the bright side is that we've had a week to absorb it. And there's been some, you know, fallout and some other pieces have fallen into place. And, you know, uh, I don't think anything major is going to happen, at least from the inside world, because we've you know, WWE has SummerSlam coming up this weekend. So I'm sure they're focused on that. And so I don't think we're going to get like 20 releases tomorrow or anything like that. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, what can you do? It is it is what it is. All we can do is report what we have, talk about it, and then uh, move on to what's happened between last Friday and this Thursday night. That is correct. And that's where we're going to take off we're going to be talking about obviously vince's retirement triple h taking over as head of creative what that means for wwe uh lots of internet speculation about will wwe finally work with AEW? we'll jump into that um because i find that very very entertaining uh summerslam predictions summerslam is this weekend this saturday uh and we'll Talk about death before dishonor results. Wow, that's like a a bit of a tongue twister there. Uh, Cesaro, a lot of people arguing back and forth. Cesaro? Oh, sorry. Claudio Castagnoli? Castagnoli? Yeah, him I know. A lot of people arguing about whether he is over, if he's the guy, if he's more over than Jonathan Gresham. We'll debate that. And uh, yeah, Ric Flair, um, (laughs) Ric Flair might make history or might be history by the end of this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Either way, he's making history. Yeah, right. So, Jeff, let's just jump right into it. Uh, This is uh, oh, and by the way, guys, thanks for uh, listening in. This is the Hammerlock Hangover. If you like wrestling, you're going to love the Hammerlock Hangover. We've been doing this for maybe a little bit over a year now getting close to two years you know october will be two years we're doing this wow <laughs> flew by right spooky very much so um spooky just like lily oh no please don't put that oh jesus christ how did you have that on like what, do you have her in your pants like how did you just pull that out so fast none of your business disgusting Jeff, so let's talk about this, man. Um, we never thought that Vince would step down in the middle of a fight, but yet here he does. Um, what was your first initial impressions of when 
Triple H taking over as head of creative and, and talent. Um, uh, because I think the lead story is obviously Vince retiring. So everybody's talked about it. Uh, but what are your thoughts on it? What was your first impression when you heard the news that Vince McMahon retires from the WWE? Uh, well, first, I wanted to verify it to make sure it was correct and it wasn't one of those fake things going around. I was surprised just like everyone else. Then I let it simmer in. Um I looked at the time like everyone else and saw the announcement was after the market had closed and was like, hmm, uh, that, that, that's, you know, that's strategic. OK. Um, and then I was like, huh, there's going to be more shit about money because it's always about the money. Uh, and as it turns out, in fact, there was more shit about the money that, that came out. And uh, I, you know, I, I think that me referencing and playing the theme music to the, to the show Succession has shown itself to be correct because who was on the outs and who was down and out and now who's on top? Uh, it was the people who were being forced out are now the ones who did, who did the forcing. Um, so, but, uh, you know, whether Nick Khan is Lord Varus or Littlefinger, I'm not sure, but he managed to survive and he seems to be the carrot to, to, to Vince saying, all right, I'll go. But, uh, Vince gave up a lot this week and it's coming out in drips and drabs and there'll be more, but, uh, Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the king is dead. All Long live the queen. Mm, the king is not dead yet. The king is not dead yet. There's a lot of speculation going around. Um. So, yeah, Vince steps down. He retires. He looks like he's also sold a significant, not a significant amount, like probably less than 0.10% of his stock. Uh, no, no, no. He, he, he gave up a bunch of unvested shares, which are probably options. He also sold a whole bunch. He was the 32% stockholder. He's now a 10% shareholder. So he's still probably the, the single largest shareholder. How many of those are regular share classes of stock that you or I can buy? Or how many of those are shares that are in that special McMahon-only trust? I don't know. And I don't know what's happening with the shares within that trust. And I don't know that any of us will ever necessarily know. But uh, but there's two other shareholders in that that we know of, and that's Stephanie and Linda. And, and we know whose side they're on, each other's. So, Right. Um, so control is now uh, the, the in Vince's retirement announcement. He mentioned that he was. uh handing over the reins to Stephanie as co-CEO with Nick Khan. And I found that surprising. What about you? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and that's why I know that there's, listen, I, I'm going to call it the Treaty of Stamford. I don't know what the terms of the Treaty of Stamford are yet. I have suspicions and, and I'm sure we can get to that and we can further speculate on it. But a deal was struck. Um, Vince was told, you don't really have a choice here. Things are going to get ugly. Um, and I have a theory about the money also. But basically what I think is that the carrot to Vince was, we will we will leave Nick here. We like Nick. We trust Nick. He will be named Cosio. He will handle the business side of things. We will handle the business and marketing side of things. And I think that was the compromise. I think the proof in that is that... He, Triple H was not just named EVP of talent relations, but also the head of creative. Um, and, but there is an old saying 
Uh, I don't know who coined it first, but someone once said, if you have two presidents, you have no presidents. If you have two CEOs, you have no CEOs. So it'll be interesting to see how well the Treaty of Stanford was written, how how little gray there is in the lanes that they are supposed to occupy, because I the only way for it to work is that they have a division of powers and in a company, it's, it's hard to imagine that the, those division of powers don't blur into one another. Like when something is creative, how is it not business if you're offering contracts or, you know, uh, securing a venue or whatever? Um, hopefully it works for the company and the shareholders, but, uh, you know, drama is good for us. It's, it's good for us to talk about, but th- those, you know, that's my feeling. You, you've, got, you've got two people in charge, you have no one in charge. Thank you for being worried about me as a shareholder. I appreciate I, the, the whole week. I was worried about you the whole week. I mean, you, <laughs> you are the, the Vince refers to you as the blood of his blood. And now Vince is gone. And I don't know. I don't know if you hate WWE now because you just love Vince. I don't know if you're still a homer for WWE because you don't know what else to do. You, you, it's your tribe. I, 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 you know, I don't know if you had to be institutionalized for a few. I wasn't sure you were going to make it. I thought that maybe you were in, you know, Bedlam or something. In uh, Bellevue or, or some other mental institution, wellness check. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm great. Um, I, I I feel for my pops. I, I am, am thinking of him in, in in kind spirit. I feel like you know I, this was the right move that he had to make right now, right? I feel, as you mentioned, he was cornered into a spot, right? He he had to step down. God knows what the Wall Street Journal knows or what real sports knows or anybody else knows. We all know that Meltzer and all those other wrestling journalists, I'm doing air quotes, are claiming to know because they don't know anything. They got scooped by the Wall Street Journal. They're so insider WWE and wrestling that they got scooped by the the Wall Street Journal. So actual journalists. Correct. So. Um, Vince, they're making the biggest out. deal out of Vince retired. No, he resigned. For God's sake, people, it's the same goddamn thing. You don't, you don't retire with your company. You, it's called a resignation. There's like no bylaws in the world that provides for retirement. It provides for resignation or withdrawal. I mean, it, it's right. a formal title as resignation. I mean, they can be one and the same. I mean, the implication is. One was forced and the other one was completely voluntary, which may in fact be true. But just just harping on the word is is a little bit silly. I agree with you. I saw I saw that crawl across my my uh, was it my my screen, my uh, feed, my social media feed this morning. And I thought like the nuance of, oh, he resigned. He retired is just so low scope, like it's so just nonsense. It's, it's, you know, the, the only way other to resign or leave a company without resigning is dying in position. And that too, I'm sure when they fill out the HR paperwork, you're terminated. So. Right. Or you get, or you got fired. Correct. So that's ridiculous, but Vince obviously retires in an agreement, right? I'm sure that they, gave him some sort of a parachute or, or some sort of walkout clause, right? To make it mm-hmm. like, hey, get out of here, buddy. You're going to cause us more damage than than not. And so um, he retires on a Friday very abruptly via Twitter. 
And then Stephanie shows up on SmackDown and opens the show with, you know, Vince, my pops retired. I love you, dad. Oh my God. That, that hit me in the, in the feels, man. I started tearing up when she was like, I love, she mouths. I love you, dad. That that shit hit me. I love sticking that knife in your back, dad. What? I loved it. I loved it so much on playing succession. I want to I want to correct something. I the way that you think that like Nick Khan is p- pulling the strings, I don't think so. I think Vince is pulling the strings and helped Stephanie get into position. There's no chance. Why do you say that? Look at the people who were forced out and on the bottom. Look who's on top now. That's no, all no, no, you need no, no, to no. listen. No, if if nobody a, was if a king out. one day, if a king one day is found dead, and all of a sudden his son is the new king, you know there was foul play. I mean, when, Jeff, when the when the when the son was in the ta- locked in the dungeon, and the next day the, he, he's the new king, you know there was foul play. It's as simple as that. But th- this is what I think happened because you know the part of the story was that Vince has to repay fourteen point six million dollars. Now we know that the NDAs they, they were not yet. Were, well, yeah, but he has to repay fourteen point six million dollars. We know that the NDAs total about twelve million dollars, so the the dollars sort of match there. We also know that everyone said, "Clean Vince, I use my own money." Well, I know rich people, and they never use their own money. So here's what I think he did. This is my theory, and okay. it's as it's as good a one as I think there is. This is a theory. He did use his own money, and and then he thought to himself, he's like. Yeah, but I protected the company from liability, and I use Jerry McDivitt, our lawyer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put these in for expenses to get reimbursed, and I'm going to call them lawyer bills because he didn't pay the women directly. He paid. He put it into Jerry McDivitt's law firm's escrow account. So all of his checks are canceled by you know Shyster, Swindler, and and Sycophant LLP or whatever, and um, and and. And he put them in for reimbursement. So what's this miscellaneous legal? Don't worry about it. Uh, and they're like, okay, boss. And they reimbursed him. And then they realize, well, no one really knows what those, we don't have legal bills for that. Uh, our in-house counsel didn't approve that. Approve that. What is this about? Oh my God, it's the NDAs plus the legal fees that that firm charged him to negotiate all of these things and keep these things uh, out of trouble. So you got about 12 million for hush money and 2.6 for legal fees. That math adds up right for me. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I'm I'm of a different belief, Jeff. I don't think anybody knows what the fuck they're talking about here. I've seen write-ups about Vince used his own money. I've seen that being a problem. Uh, again, Vince and McDivitt claim he used his own money to pay these NDAs. And I've seen people like Brandon Thurston say, Oh, he's Vince is in trouble because he used his own money, but it was at the benefit of WWE because he was trying to save some salacious news from coming out. And I don't think any of this can be proven unless it's in front of a court of law. And that's what it looks like is going to probably happen in the next year or two or possibly three. Uh, depending so. on, on how an SEC investigation handles this this is so like again i don't think many people are talking about this 
if WWE no, was it, a bigger it's beyond what the average wrestling podcaster, what the average person and the average journalist knows. I mean, they don't know SEC regulations. They don't know about publicly traded companies. They don't know about transparency and what's fraud and the difference between criminal and civil. And and, and neither do I to be as close. But I mean, okay, what you just described is sort of the the circular reasoning the, 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 which can make which is the difference between what has a better chance of being civil than criminal. So on one hand, Vince hid things from the board of directors and the shareholders and may have, in fact, sold stock, which may have sent a bad signal to the market. Mm, that's perception. To, it, well, perception is there's not supposed to be perceptions put into the no, marketplace. He, that's he, he, he it, it, again, who is the judge? That's the question, no, right? No, no. Let's let me finish because you, you, you're 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 trying to be cute. And I'm not trying to be cute, but Jeff, I, I, let's just cut to the chase. Show me where the damage is done, Jeff. Show me where the damage is done to WWE. They're at an all-time well, high in stock. Show me where the damage is done through his NDAs. Well, that that isn't how it works, and you know that because they settle class action suits every single year. Where if that was the end decision, so then there's no malfeasance. No, because they settle those the, cases every year, even though right, the stock goes up. Where, but where is the hurt to the shareholders? You're, which should prove to me that if he did, it's do not the NDAs, just about hurt to the shareholders. Hundred dollars a share. It's not about the results. It's about the action. The action was hiding this from the public and from your board. That's two levels of wrong. That's you two didn't levels hide it. It's of a wrong. personal expense. It's not a personal expense because he he expensed. If it he to buys the a ham sandwich, and he's it, it is to his benefit, right? Oh, I'm 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 gonna rip up this fucking Monday Night Raw script because I'm hangry. That expense is out of Vince McMahon. So now you're gonna say that that expense should be a a corporate expense? I don't even understand your analogy. It has it has nothing to do with anything. One one is a fraud on the entire marketplace. One is one is hiding what could be multi million dollar lawsuits from your own company that you owe a fiduciary duty to to reveal this because you didn't want to be embarrassed. And then on top of it, you made it worse by expensing it back to the company. Now the difference between criminal and civil is that he expensed it back to the company, saying, "Well, I protected the company too," and that's why it's not going to be criminal towards the company whether it's criminal for the for the sec or not i doubt it we don't know that jeff that he expensed it back to the company well what's he owe them 14.6 million dollars for for an un for miscellaneous expenses i don't know i don't know okay jeff. Well, this is, like I said, this is my theory. Until somebody else comes out, the the, the dollar the dollars are too I'm, close. But I'm telling you, he he's there's a long journey to that he's guilty of anything here. Yeah, and, well, and, litigation and is, is a long journey, and he is fully admitting to saying, "Yeah, I signed this NDA, and these women are not going to come out." The, the and, SEC and, and the Department of Justice isn't investigating women. They don't care about that. All right, but that's the that's the foundation of the malfeasance. Doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? If there's no malfeasance, there's no and there's no really just cause for the investigation. No, that's that's not even close to right. 
It's not even it's not it's not even remotely close to right. It is right. It isn't. They couldn't care less about that it's women any more than if he was running a dog fighting park. It's not it's not the wrong. It's how he handled the wrong vis-a-vis the board of directors and what's supposed to be a free and transparent marketplace. That's what they care about. So whatever the wrong is that he hid, doesn't matter. None of those are now dogfighting might be a federal crime for all I know. So, you know, whatever it was, if, if he was, you know, it, it doesn't matter what the wrong is. The, the women part is the salacious part. That's the tabloid part. That's the part that people like to hang on to, that people like to talk about. That's the story. That's the motive. Nobody wants anyone to find out. Nobody, you know, that that's embarrassing. Is it? Is it so embarrassing if your wife doesn't care? Does she care? I don't know. We all think she doesn't. We don't know. Um, is anyone surprised that, 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 you know, old rich guys in, in, in their 50s to 70s like to frolic with with young hot tv you know ready women no no so that i mean that, that's not really an exciting story in 2022 the reason the sec and the doj are looking into it is because of the the free market stuff whether it rises to criminal or not i don't know whether the these D- class the action DOJ suits go anywhere i have no idea the, the cl- nothing none of this is going to go anywhere because it's just nobody cares. Nobody cares, and it's not going to go anywhere. And I, I they've settled I, weaker suits than this one. Set, okay, settling is a different story. But you're not going to go to trial on Vince McMahon's penis. That that's well, settling is not is not a victory. I mean, that means you are giving money to somebody else so that you don't have to go to trial because you think there's a reasonable chance you're going to lose. I mean, that's not winning. That's not a quit. Or making him go away. Maybe he's just buying time. I don't want to deal with this nonsense. I'm retired. I'd rather be WWE doesn't do that. They fight the cases that they think they need to fight, like the concussion suit, like this thing with MLW. I don't know. I dis- I agree to disagree. So okay. let's talk about uh, let's pivot to Triple H for a second. Triple mm. H takes over as the head of talent relations. And that's on Friday morning. That news comes out. Yep. And then by Monday morning, he's the head of creative. Yep. Bruce is inter- remaining, but I guess sort of uh, in, in Triple H's chain of command. Right. Um, immediately, the Internet wrestling community community is up, up, uh, uh, you know, waving a, a victory flag saying, oh, you know, this is a banner day. You know, some Internet uh, personalities, wrestling personalities claimed it was the greatest day in WWE black, history. Black and gold's coming back. Johnny Gargano's going to be Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah. That's right. All kinds of st- stupidity being uh, started, including, oh, oh, Raw's going to be so much better to watch now. Raw's going to be better. It's a must watch now. Jeff, going into Monday Night Raw, did you think much was going to be changed from Monday Night Raw? No, I knew not much was going to be changed because we knew that it was still a Vince script and we knew that, that SummerSlam was basically, you know, in pen, although it, it Nothing's exactly in pen, but they've been promoting for a long time. But, you know, even Friday when SmackDown, there were little changes. There were, you know, Xavier Woods mentioned the IWPG champions. He mentioned that something called Ring of Honor existed. Um, We saw some more organic things on Raw. 
you know, it opened up with a brawl, not to a big entranceway and five minutes of this and that and the other thing. Um, there, there was some cursing. Some of the talent looked into the camera when they were speaking. Uh, Rey Mysterio was allowed to talk about people like Eddie Guerrero and Conan and Dean Malenko. Oh, my God. Who no longer were. Let's talk about that for a second, because that's the the one thing that I thought was the most stark difference on Raw was Rey Mysterio during his 20th anniversary celebration cuts a promo in Spanish, (laughs) thanking the the Latino community and him, mi gente. Vince, what a a minute or two in Spanish, just Spanish. And you're not no way would Vince be cool with this. Right. And and so that was a good sign of, hey, this is a different era right now. We're looking at a different head of creative. Go ahead. Yeah, a little bit faster paced, uh, you know, less in the way of introductions. Even the transition from segment one to segment two on SmackDown went sort of straight into Nakamura coming in. I mean. They, they still had some of the same formatting issues and then some of the same camera work and the commercials were in the same place. But, you know, right now, you know, right now, everybody's looking for everything and looking for, you know, all reasons to be happy or unhappy. And, and I'm doing the same, but I'm looking for reasons to be optimistic. And I'm seeing I'm seeing little signs that, that there's going to be more freedom and loosening and, you know, and the right sounds are being made. And, but. But we'll see. You know, Raw uh, WWE is a tanker, and tankers don't turn quickly. They turn very methodically, very slowly, and it's a long arc. And and that that's okay. We we just want it to be better. You know, you because you're Team WWE, me because I'm part Team WWE. But I'm watching seven hours of WWE programming a week, sometimes more, if there's a PLE or not. Um, I would like it to be good. I would like to enjoy, you know, what, what I'm watching. So, uh, you know, so that, that that's really it that, uh, you know, and, you know, maybe they'll bring back some people, maybe they'll, you know, do a little bit more variety. I mean, the brand split, which was mostly fictitious has, you know, has all been done away with, uh, you know, as far as these episodes are concerned, is that long-term? No idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan generally. And now it's a, there's, you know, everything about WWE was like, they're, they're failing upward. The, the, the product is so bad. Oh, the PLEs are pretty good. Oh, they're there's making so much money. They don't deserve it. Uh, but they are, I mean, you know, now it's like, Ooh, let's, let's see what they're going to do now. You know, uh, you mentioned something right there. Uh, first off, it's an exciting time to be a WWE fan, not as much a wrestling fan. Second, Jeff, you mentioned who comes back and that that everybody got worked up uh, starting Monday. Oh, Triple H is in charge. Everybody's coming back. Everybody's coming back. Internet wrestling community is on Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere, blowing up. Who's going to come back? Gargano's coming back. Coming back, Sasha's coming back, Adam Cole's coming back. Uh, you're you know, uh, two dimes is coming back, everybody's coming back. <laughs> Jeff, this is fucking ridiculous. This this type of energy, right? I'll agree that some of these big names, Sasha Banks, should be immediately priority one, priority A gets. Yeah, bring back Sasha. I'm surprised Naomi isn't back in the fold already. Maybe she is. Maybe we'll have surprises on SummerSlam. I don't know. I think we're going to have a ton of surprises at SummerSlam. We'll get into that during our predictions. 
but let's be real. Like, um, not everybody's going to come back, right? No, of course not. And, and not everybody needs to come back. These guys failed. Again, uh, this is all revisionist history about the black and gold. The black and gold was the best. The black and gold was the, the premier. Yes, it was good story. The likes of Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, uh, Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. You had these guys, Asuka down there, Bailey. You had these guys down there. This was the black and gold. After that era, these, Keith Lee, Gargano, Chiampa, these guys weren't moving needles. They weren't doing it. And they well, were losing to AW. We've talked about this. Yeah. They it's were- a revisionist present, though. It's it's not even just revisionist history. I mean, right now, to say that there's no indie wrestlers there is false. Roxanne Perez, indie wrestler, former Ring of Honor champion. You still have uh, Cameron Grimes down there. I mean, you got there's they brought in the uh, Wesley, Nathan Carter. Uh, whoever's Axiom, A-Kid, whatever his name was. I mean, all, all these are, are indie wrestlers, uh, some from the UK. Giovanni Vinci is, is, you know, from the black and gold era. So Legato, I mean, they're, they're all from the black and gold era. So it, it's, you know, uh, I, I don't, you know, listen, I, I don't know. I, I think that the rule that we're not going to look for any indie wrestlers, we're only going to look for athletes in our NIL program. I think that is scrapped. Um, but, you know, but I think that, they're not going to be hiring every jabroni. I, I don't think that, you know, Triple H is going to go crazy that way. But, I mean, some of the people that, that are fantasizing about coming back, I mean, Tony Khan this week says he has Adam Cole until 2027. Malachi Black is is on a, a five-year contract or something, which is also 2027. So I don't quite understand the distinction there. Um, apparently, oh Kyle God. O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, too. Good. Keep keep, keep them. Keep, keep them. Jeff, I found that entire uh, interview with uh, Tony Khan, hilarious because he's referring to Stephanie and he's referring to Triple H and Nick Khan. Uh, they're uh, uh, they're uh, uh, the new ownership. Just because the new ownership doesn't mean that they're going to pluck my guys. He would. He is so scared of Stephanie McMahon, of so scared of Triple H, and so scared of Nick Khan that he won't even mention them by name before. Oh, he had no problem mentioning Vince. But now he won't touch their names. So he's a weird guy. I I, like you said, good luck with that. I mean, but what the piece of this that was most interesting to me is that he's like, I have these people on contract. I mean, didn't he say at some point that if somebody doesn't want to be here in AEW, they don't have to be here in AEW? Well, MJF asked for his release two, two and a half months ago. He's still being held hostage. Where, where's the free MJF movement like there was a free Ali movement? Jonathan Gresham asked for his release. Everybody's assuming that he got it. I never heard he got his release. Right, right. I mean, I I went through the AEW roster, and there's a lot already released that are still on the active roster. And that, to me, was surprising. Like Alan Angels and some other guys, they're still on the active roster on the website. Um, Jeff, again, we're not here to talk about the uh, shitty AEW. Um, here we are. <laughs> not yet. Anyways, Jeff, who do you think comes back? If any, anybody who's going to come back, you and I got into it on Twitter. You said Sasha's not a priority. I think Sasha's a priority. Who's coming? I mean, 
to, to listen, I'm almost never going to prioritize women's wrestling. So they're never going to meet my priority. And, and do you think the women's division has been much different with or without Sasha? No, I, I just think that since she's the most difficult situation, it may take longer. I mean, I think there's easy fixes. I mean, I, I would I would send Champa back to NXT because he doesn't belong on the main roster. This is doing nothing for him. I'd bring back John Morrison. That with the Miz worked. Uh, they had chemistry together. They could be losers. They can be winners. They can be heels. They can be faces. Nobody cares. Um, it, but it would work. Um, I would think about bringing back Dexter Loomis because why not? He's a worker. He doesn't care if he loses. He's reliable. He's safe. He's got a character. He could fit in your judgment day. He can do face. He can do heel. He can do comedy. He does the art thing. There's there's something there. I mean, Bray Wyatt to me would be a priority. I know that not to you, but he's also a difficult situation. Naomi, I would try to bring back right away because I think that's easy. She's married to the company, basically. Um, I'd have to look down the list. I mean, I, I think that after that, I'd want to focus more on younger people. I mean, I know a lot of people want Cross and Scarlet. So do I. I'd like them to have a, a more legitimate chance at, at coming back and being that act. Um, I do think that he could have a, a nice seven, eight years with them. And, and you know, I mean, everything with her, what, the, what what's the problem? I mean, how, how could that go wrong? Um, but I, I'd have to look up and down. I mean, but like, if it's accurate that Lance Archer and Scorpio Sky aren't with AEW anymore, you know, why not? Just, 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 just to, just to pluck a few more people out. Put Lance Archer with the new vicious Viking Raiders, and uh, you know, now, now they have a little bit more energy with them. I, I mean, I have no idea what Nick Camarado's status is, but throw him in that bunch. Now all of a sudden they look like a bunch of cavemen. I mean, the people that control your narrative, they have to be looking for a way out. They have to be looking for a, a, a way out of that, that money pit. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think that, that, that it's there and, and I think surprises would be cool, but I think they should still be looking for younger people and running them through the NXT system and, and, you know, who, who works out and, you know, who, who's fun. I don't have, I don't, you know, I, I did my little lists on Twitter, but you know, they're just what pops into my head. Okay. I mean, I would, you know, see about, uh, you know, people from NWA. I, I would try. It sounds like all this is having a fallout with N- oh. NWA. No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe sometime in the future, like three months from now, but you, you well, I'm not talking about tomorrow. Oh, we're talking, talking about sometime in the future. We're talking about immediate big splashes, like big names need to come. There now. are no. So you the, just the, the biggest splash would be Sasha. if you could get Dustin to face Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Who? Dustin Rhodes. You get the, the other You're Rhodes. Out of your fucking mind. Dustin Rhodes is the biggest guy they can sign right now. Yeah, probably. No, Jeff, you're wild. This is wild, Jeff. I think you're trying to break the internet with this. This you type get of Cody, news. then you get Dustin. Who was in the feud with Seth? Cody, he's injured. Who's coming in? And who can Seth get some wins on? Dustin. But it could be a nice little six month feud. And I don't know what Dustin's contracts are. Listen, I never was a Dustin Rhodes fan. I wasn't a Goldust fan. I wasn't a Seven fan. I wasn't a Natural fan. Nothing. But it's just, I mean, I assume I'm thinking that there's a reasonable chance that he 
he, his contract is up. I mean, we haven't seen, we know Tully left. We haven't seen hide nor hair of Arn, Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, Captain Sean Dean, you know, all the people from the Cody verse, except for Red Velvet, who's hurt again, of course. Uh, I'm just saying that it would be a, a symbolic thing. I mean, the biggest get, the biggest ones are Bray Wyatt, uh, Paige and and uh, and Naomi. I mean, those are your biggest ones, or the Bellas, <laughs> I mean, which there was never any conflict. I mean, Maria Canella said she's open to coming back now. Isn't that exciting? No, it's not exciting at all. Oh. Road Dog is looking for a job. He's 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 one week he's putting down Tony Khan. The next guy he's begging him for a job, saying, "I don't know why he won't hire me. Maybe he, maybe he just you weren't so good with the dog." He needs to not sign with AEW. Triple H will take care of him. He'll bring him back into the fold. I don't know. Um, not after he's begging for a job with Tony Khan. I think I wouldn't hire him just for that. I'd make him wait a little bit anyway. I'd make him wait about four or five months. Can be begging him for a job. Jeff, before we get into the SummerSlam card, I, there's the one last thing regarding this news about the change. Who would you sign? Who's your big splash? I told you, Sasha Bank. First off, uh, this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves because we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna jump in. Camille. To Camille would be a Seth. splash. That's buzzworthy. No, no, it's not. What to who, Jeff? To who? The internet Me. wrestling community. Nobody gives a shit about that. Okay. To you, to your, to your under underloins. Takeshita. Takashita. Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Ishii. Right, exactly. That would uh, send uh, Dave Meltzer. Uh, Great O'Connor. He'll start, he'll start cleaning up his room. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks is the, the big name. Sasha Banks, Bray Wyatt. Those are the one and two. And if somehow, and 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 I, I don't think he can pull this off, MJF. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... You know, I have I'm a mixed mind with that. I think I think he'd be great in WWE. I think it would be a big coup for WWE. But Tony Khan not doing it. first of all, I, I like the few few cases where Tony Khan acts like a businessman, and I like when he proves to the world that he's just another he's operating just like any other promotion, except he doesn't care about a profit. But yes, he is holding people hostage under their contracts. It's not we're free to leave whenever we want to go. I mean, he routinely didn't let people do indie cards for various reasons and, and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, so you know the I know the world is ignoring it, but yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, everyone's saying Brian Cage never asked for his release. I mean, he didn't use those words, but basically he asked for his release. And then he said, yep. I can't believe they, they uh, picked up my option, which is good through February. He's done. He, he's appeared twice since then. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I think one day there's going to be books written about, I mean, I'm, I'm convinced that Pac's contract was running out. He's like, I don't want to be here that much. They're like, Hey, listen, we're going to make a belt for you. You can defend it in Europe, good Indies, whatever. Just let them use the footage and say, you're defending the, the AW all Atlantic belt. And, you know, we'll, we'll see you once every three or four months. He's like, cheers, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, so, you're right. So, Sasha's a big deal, but I don't know. I never feel like it's a big deal to re-sign your own people, especially when they're not even a free agent, than to acquire somebody new. That That's just my mindset. I agree with that in regular times. But with Sasha, the, the, the speculation the last couple of months has been, has she been released from her contract? And when is she going to show up on AEW? 
And so because there's this nebulous around her contract status, I consider her a, quote, free agent, end quote. So, you know, I think she's number one. I think Bray Wyatt's number two or one A, one B. Um, either way. But um, the, before we get into SummerSlam, I want to talk to you about this one last topic, which was the notion of Triple H being more inclined to really open the forbidden door and work with AEW. Jeff, tell everybody right now, school the hammerlock hangover audience on why this is the dumbest idea spoken out loud in the last seven days. No, it's absolutely dumb. It's absolute nonsense. He is absolutely not going to be interested in it. He's not going to give it lip service. Might he work with like other companies like NWA? May he try to make might make peace with MLW, uh, you know, with this lawsuit and all that shit. And then, you know, to do some talent exchanges, perhaps, uh, will he maybe play nicer, but not with AEW, eh? AEW. He doesn't like AEW. He's mad at them. What he meant, what he said, when he said to Billy Gunn, that's his pissant company. And, and then he's heard all the pot shots and now he's in charge. And, you know, whether, whether he ever admitted there was a Wednesday night war or not, there was, he's a, he's a driven man with ego. And he lost that war and he and he suffered for it, but he came out on top. But, you know, just like when he tore his quad, the game came back and the game's going to come back to win. It's 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 just his time. He no, he's he's not going to play nice with Tony Khan. Not yet. Maybe when he's got to, maybe when he's got a W beaten or when a W beats itself, whichever one happens first, because, they you know, they're sort of a race to that, I suppose. Um, but, yeah. There's there's no advantage to WWE in doing that whatsoever. It's and and how do those bookers ever reconcile? Just from just from a who wins? You're going to go fifty fifty. No one will be happy. So there's no way to win win that. So you know he, he won't even entertain it, nor should it. He shouldn't even give it lip service. Not only that, Jeff, but any association with WWE is one-sided to AEW. Like, it is Tony Khan to do business with WWE. And for that reason alone, I don't think anybody at the top of WWE has any, any motivation to do business with Tony Khan and AEW. They are more concentrated on doing business and building brand partnerships with Fortune 500 companies, with sponsors, uh, countries, countries, <laughs> right? Cities. They're they're talking about a global footprint, thinking about expanding into markets that they're not in. They're not talking about fucking AW. Like there, it is so right. not their priority. They're and don't about forget the curse of AW. Right. AW puts everybody that they touch out of business. So, they hurt every company they work with. So, Triple H, Stephanie, all these guys are thinking about building how to cross over with Nike. Right. How do we put our characters and Nike together or Adidas or stuff like that? Like they're not thinking about AW. Fuck out of here. Like they'll help 
an, an MLW. They're not going to give him Roman Reigns. They might give him a Sami Zayn. But to, come on now. Like, this they're, is They're thinking about China. They're thinking about getting TV in Japan. They're, they're, they're thinking about how they can do a tour, you know, of Africa and make money. They're talking, they're, they're right. thinking about going to Rio, you know, they, they, you know, in Buenos Aires. They, they're, they're not, you're, no, they're, they're definitely not thinking about AW at all, except that that company keeps taking pot shots at them and that fucker CM Punk will keep our name out of, it, out of their mouth. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Let's talk about that for a minute. Jeff, this guy can't shut the fuck up. I wish he had a broken mouth. Like he's asked about Vince McMahon. And he then he takes a shot at at Brock Lesnar comparing to, oh, uh, you know, Michael Cole is quick to shit on Sasha Naomi for walking out, but doesn't shit on Brock. Brock showed up at the end of SmackDown. So whether... That report was inaccurate or that was so a swerve speculation. Brock showed up. Sasha and Naomi didn't. They walked out. So his point is mute. Second of all, who is this man to be talking about? Stand up for your 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 fellow uh, tribesmen, your fellow co-worker. You had a fucking guy in aid in Tony Khan get into a cussing match with Jonathan Gresham over the weekend, if you believe the reports that are out there, over the, his booking and losing to Cesaro. We'll talk about that when we review uh, Death Before Dishonor. Well, or they, whatever they, they cracked the big swallow. There's lots of people who have made criticisms about Tony Khan. And CM Punk only criticizes the, the workplace environment of WWE. He, he ignores it. At AEW. And that's that's typical CM Punk. If it's in his interests, he's he's all about it. If it's not in his interests, he's a complete and total phony. That that that's how he's always been. He's that's why I'm proud to say I've never been a CM Punk fan. I'm gonna burn my CM Punk shirt. Yeah, the Gresham thing is interesting. Um you know, he he didn't just ask for his release, but he deleted his Twitter and he deleted the Twitter of Terminus, which was terminal anyway. Um, but he's like saying, I'm stepping away from wrestling. Now, I don't know if that's because he's he doesn't think that Tony Khan's going to release him. So he thinks if he retires, that that's a way around it. Leo Rush played that card and, and won with it. Um, so maybe that works. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe, maybe he's just I mean, I don't know. Listen, there were. 36 hours where the entire world cared about Jonathan Gresham. It took it took that long for the fever to break. Nobody cares about Jonathan Gresham anymore. I don't know, man. I think he is, an, you know, if you're looking at top guys to sign for WWE to make a big splash, Jonathan Gresham is probably secondary or tertiary on that list, I think. Just to give up. Jonathan Gresham couldn't make a big splash in a kiddie pool. Nah, just to give a big fuck you to AEW, Triple H should be petty enough to sign the guy. guy. Triple H should be petty enough to sign Gresham and and make him a mid-card champion right off the bat. Absolutely not. Him and, and then everybody can go uh, uh, cream themselves over the idea of Jonathan Gresham versus Cesaro, uh, Cesaro not Cesaro, Chiampa. 
in 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 the pre-show of summer well, you want to sign some people from ring of honor who who could be gritty and interesting and had about as much impact in, in AEW as Jonathan Gresham did. You can you can go with the righteous, sign that act. You can bring in the the other guys in Shane Taylor promotions, not named Khan. Um, you know, there there are there are people left over from Ring of Honor that that are still out there that are that are worth saving. But Jonathan Gresham in, in WWE would just be absurd. The I man think, is fine. No, I, no, the guy looks jacked as fuck. And the guy can wrestle in the ring. And so I want to pivot here to to the notion of Triple H is just going to focus on professional wrestling. That ain't the answer either. Vince was right about this. It's got to be about characters. It can't just be about bland people doing work rate bullshit in the in the ring. Like it's got to be about. Back to Vince. That's the thing. Already stories are starting to come out. They're going to, they're going with the Tom Girardi defense that he was losing his mind. They're going to, that that's how they're going to try to make him look innocent is that he's, he's been losing his mind for a for a time and he's, and he's encompass mentis. That's right. He is Jeff. He's, he's talking, he's ripping up scripts at the last minute. He's booking, uh, uh all kinds people's of names. He forgets stories. Right. He forgets characters. Listen, look, he booked, he booked, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns like five times in the last 18 months. So right. uh, he's obviously losing it. Lost it. That That's his defense that he there lost it. He lost it. He did. He, he doesn't. He lost his paralegal. Everything. Right. Jeff, you ready to talk about SummerSlam? Sure. We can just do our SummerSlam predictions. Or do you want to talk about more Jonathan Gresham? Ah, you're the one who thinks Jonathan Gresham should be signed by WWE. I mean, I assume that's a rib. No, it's not a rib. I'm legit. I'm serious. It's absurd. Let's just jump into these SummerSlam predictions. Jeff, uh, do you want to talk? start at the top of the card or the bottom of the card? I don't care. You don't care? All right. I'm just going to pick one here. Let's. All right. You know what? Fuck it. Let's start with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins versus Riddle. Off just the card. Announced off the. Eh? maybe let's see so riddle move to gets a, riddle gets attacked seth rollins doing his second curb stop onto the stairs that he that he put riddle he had like one of the the metal stairs was like a like a base and the other one that he put on the side and riddle's head his neck was basically in between the inverted v of the of the stairs when they were uh they were vertical so it was like almost like a guillotine Stomp. So they yeah. WWE, yeah, he got um, WWE.com says that he got a stinger. So Riddle's out. Seth is on the bump saying, Oh, I apologize. My fans, I know you were looking forward to me on the card. I wish I could perform for you. And Triple H on Twitter said, I hear you, buddy. So I'm assuming there's gonna be a special surprise mystery opponent. Dustin Rhodes. Fuck! Are you you are out of your mind with this, Dustin Rhodes? You what, know what I Dustin heard best is, is what I heard is that it's going to be Dolph Ziggler. Is that what? better than Dustin Rhodes? A little bit, but I don't think it's going to be D- Dolph Ziggler either. Why you think it's going to be Randy Orton? That's the only thing that makes sense. No, I think it's going to be yeah, some. It's got to be a big splash. It's got to be either a call up from NXT that's one of you know known as Triple H's guys, or it's going to be the return of Bray Wyatt. 
if he's ready to come back. Okay. I, I you know, I, I think that's too soon to make that happen. Um, but listen, I hope it's Bray Wyatt. You know, I hope Seth keeps losing, but doesn't Seth have to win some matches here or there? So Dolph, he can beat, even though he's in this thing with theory. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, listen, I have no idea what Dustin's contract is, but to me, that would be a splash and make sense. So, but if Dustin comes back, let's, let's go, let's play fantasy booking here. I'll, I'll go along with, with you. If it's Dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. is it Dustin Rhodes or is it Goldust? Dustin Rhodes. It's Goldust. Come on now. He's not Dustin Rhodes. He's never been Dustin Rhodes in WWE. He's Goldust. Doesn't matter. Has Cody Rhodes ever been serious in WWE? He is now. He is now, but he's a bigger star now than he was back as Stardust. Goldust, his biggest claim to fame was Goldust. That doesn't matter. This, yeah, and then Cody's biggest claim to fame was Stardust. It's going to be if 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 he came back, the the giant if it's going to be, it's going to be his Dustin. It won't be Goldust. It'll be Goldust. I'll bet you a Mega Millions ticket on it. I mean, um, you don't even think it's going to be him. I don't even think it's going to be him. I'm not sure where. I don't know his contract status is. I, I love your idea, Bray Wyatt, but I, I'm hearing Dolph Ziggler. But you know, I'm pretty sure like Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg are just like the the like they they always have those. You know how you have those like on a whiteboard. You just or or you have like sticker removable like fat heads. That whenever yeah. they're drawing up, you know, uh, a placeholder instead of the silhouette vacant, they always just have Goldberg. Just put, if we don't know what to do, just put Goldberg there. Yeah. A lot of people speculating Gargano. Where did all this fandom for Johnny Gargano come from? Like, I, I, this is I have surprising no to me. Idea. Johnny Gargano is a worse idea than John Gresham. <laughs> um, you wouldn't pop if Gargano's uh, Gargano was this, the mystery opponent. No, I, w- I, w- I would love Gargano as a manager who takes bumps. I mean, I think he's funny as hell. He's just too small to be a convincing wrestler to me. Um, don't know. Um, Gargano with Loomis? You know, I, I, I'd buy that for a dollar. You know, they're in Loomis is not a big enough surprise. Well, what? You know, they're in Nashville. Who's the biggest star to come out of Nashville? Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man. There you go. What if it's the Honky Tonk Man? Yep. Wayne Ferris. Maybe he can work now. Good. Oh, my God. What if Triple H, when Triple H uh, signs? Uh, well, it's Ric Flair. Ric Flair. There you go. <laughs> His second to last match. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett pulls double duty. <laughs> you know, G- Gresham is on the card for uh, this uh, Ric Flair's last match thing. You think he shows up or you think he doesn't? That's a good question. I've been wondering the same thing because I'm like, well, if he says he's stepping away from wrestling, is he showing up for this thing or not? Or is he, he going to pull Leo Rush's, I will honor my other crip commitments, but then I'm done. See, you do care about Gresham. See, you've been thinking about him. Well, it's not about him in particular. It's just I, I, I the business of professional no, 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 wrestling is what you, I care you about. You don't, you don't, you don't have to cover it up. It's all right. I love. I know you're. I, I see. I knew you'd come come around. Yeah. I mean, I, all I want is to double date with him and and Jordy Ann. <laughs> um, Raw Women's Championship. We got Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Belair wins, right? Bianca retains. Double switch, double turn though. Bianca goes heel. Becky become starts to turn face. Oh, a double turn! Oh, all right, I'm gonna write that down. 
You think she Bianca turns heel? Hmm, interesting. Um, Mysterios versus Judgment Day. See, this is where I don't think your double turn is going to work because I think this is where we're going to see um, Dom Mysterio turn on Ray. Um, were you surprised that he didn't turn during the 20th anniversary? I, I could have sworn it was going to happen. No, because like Vince was. is gone and Triple H looks at that guy's and, and goes garbage. So, no, I, I think that, that story is, is done. Why would, and done. He, why would Triple H think Rey Mysterio is garbage? Well, I was talking mostly about Dominic. You know, that is rude. Hey, you know what was great long-term storytelling? Aaliyah Mysterio showed up on Monday Night Raw. How excited were you to see Aaliyah Mysterio? I was very excited. Yeah, it was great. I mean, the match I'd like to see is Rhea Ripley against Dominic because she would squash him in a shoot or work. (laughs) That was a funny scene. I mean, she's pulling him out. There's like 17 guys in that room. Not one of them tries to stop her. Well, I mean, look at her. I mean, they're all like 30 yards behind. (laughs) She moved like six feet. She walked in and I think she was the tallest person in that entire room. And, and, and the one guy couldn't couldn't even take the time to put down his champagne flute. Um, he was well, scared. Yeah, I mean, Ray did a shot of tequila on the air. You don't have that on on, on regular WWE TV. Uh, it could have been apple juice. It could have been, but it was the implication. It was a tequila bottle. I mean, it's, even if it was fake tequila, that, that that would have happened. Only Jeff would know, really. Sure, Jeff Hardy. That is. <laughs> He would have known um, if it was mezcal, tequila, anejo, pescayo. Um, um, I'd be terrified too if I saw Ray, uh, not Ray, uh, what's her face? Rhea. Rhea in a I'm your poppy shirt. Mm. Yeah. This this match, I, I don't know about it, but I think that the turn is going to be scrapped. I, there's no purpose for it. I. The, it's either Edge is going to intercede or I, I mean judgment day if they're going to be anything they have to win they have to get vicious and then i think edge to the rescue oh so you say we see edge here yeah but whatever it is judgment day has to win otherwise what's the point of them so you say so they've got to win but edge comes to the rescue or do you save Edge for Monday Night Raw? You could save him for Monday Night Raw, whatever it is. You know, the, all, all the swerving and whatever doesn't matter. I, I mean, the predictions are just for the results. I don't want to predict all fantasy booking. But so, yeah, Bianca, uh, you know, the double turn, everyone heard it. But, it's you know, that's not a prediction. Bianca retains. Judgment Day prevails. All righty. I think um, I'm going to go with the Mysterios here. I, I think... Ah, but Judgment Day does need a win. They've been and whoever Seth faces, he wins if he faces anyone. No, unless I, it's Ray. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense to give Seth more losses. Yeah, you 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 got a point there, huh? This this does the only way that it makes sense is if he. If if it's an NXT talent that comes up and really gives them a solid match and 
you know, they get the, the what is it? What is it called? A pious victory? Fyrick. Whatever. Moral victory. Is that, I mean, who's the NXT town? You're going to have them beat Braun Breaker badly, uh, or barely, Carmelo or lose to Braun Breaker? Carmelo Hayes. Oh, God, no. On Somerset, no. No, no, no. Legato. Uh, what's his name? No. Santos hasn't even been on NXT TV. Mm. Oh, Eeyore Shirai. Fine. Okay. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv versus Ronda Rousey. The whole Lotus uh, triad beats up Seth. <laughs> we including, uh, what's the guy that you love? The big guy. From the Lotus Bo- triad? It was four Bo- women. Well, I thought, I thought Bo was part of that. No. I don't watch NXT. Um, except for when Toxic Attraction's on. The, the Lotus Tribe was from Lucha Underground. Oh, well, I don't watch that either. SmackDown Women's Championship. I only watch WWE. Mm. That's why I'm so smart. Uh-huh. SmackDown Women's Championship. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. I really don't see Liv winning here. I I really don't care about this match in any shape or form. Um, Liv has that real Hangman Page Thunder Rosa vibe to her her title reign. It's just like, is this happening? I mean, why make her a champion if she's going to lose it? I, I don't know how she beats Ronda, but somehow she'll beat Ronda. I imagine Ronda loses her shit after that. And since I think they're going to bring back the women's tag team belts... Ronda and Shayna make make sense as a tag team thereafter. I really don't know, but Liv sells a lot of merchandise, so I, you know, I think they'll let this play out a little bit longer. I don't want it though. I don't like yeah. Ronda, but I mean, if she's there, she should be the champion, or she shouldn't be there. I would rather she not be there. I I get the feeling that Liv is going to. This is how you book Liv losing, but not losing the title. Liv is going to be a pain in the ass to Rhonda. She's going to make her get so frustrated that Rhonda's going to turn heel and get disqualified for kicking too much ass. That's, I, that's, I was thinking that's that too, but I, I don't think that's going to happen because then you'd have to have a rematch. I think they want to get Rhonda away from Liv. It's just not believable. I think that... Ronda's going to dominate the whole match, but, you know, Liv is somehow going to get her into a small package and she's going to be like stuck in some way that she can't get out. She gets the three and and scurries on out. And then, you know, then like Liv runs into, you know, I keep saying Shayna Baszler and then Shayna and and Ronda double team Liv and walk out together. Yeah, I think Liv wins somehow by hook or by crook, Liv, Liv retains her title. By hook or by crook. I like that. All right. I think Liv wins too, but I think it's because Ronda kicks too much ass and gets disqualified. Um, Miz versus Logan Paul. This, this, along with McAfee versus Happy Corbin, I think Hap possibly might be, or you got Usos in the Street Profits too. These three matches might be where um, the show stealer of the card. And I know a lot of people have been criticizing the SummerSlam build, saying that it's goofy or not interesting, but 
I don't know. McAfee versus Happy Corbin. McAfee's really interesting to see in the ring. The Usos and the Street Profits. I mean, at the last pay-per-view, had a banger of a match. And Miz keeps somehow, some way, drawing out really good matches from uh people that aren't professional wrestlers. What are your thoughts on Miz versus Logan Paul? This is another match I don't care about. People are cheering for the Miz. They're booing Logan Paul. The Miz has been supposed to be a heel. Logan Paul is supposed to be the face. Whatever it is, I don't think they brought Logan Paul in to lose to the Miz on SummerSlam. If it was a secondary pay-per-view, maybe I could see it. But um, yeah, I'll go with Logan Paul. I think we're agreeing on all of these. Um, All right. Let's talk. uh, I think Logan Paul wins as well. Hmm. Tag champs. The Usos versus the Street Profits. I'm really torn on this one. It's it sort of feels like it's now or never for the Street Profits. Mm -hmm. And the Usos have had those belts for a long time. Um, I just think that the bloodline has some more circulation to them. I think it's not going to be due. I think it's going to be die. I think that the Usos are going to hold on to these titles. I felt that it was the Street Profits time a while ago. And... The fact that this this has to be it. Like, they've got a victory right here, right now. And I think they will. I think you have – this is where you watch the Street Profits go over. So I'm going to bet on the Street Profits because we can't agree on everything, Jeff. So okay. I'm going to pick the Street Profits. Um. United States Championship match. We've got Lashley versus Theory. What are your thoughts? Lashley retains. Lashley retains. All right. I'm Lashley. such a mark. You you are a mark. I'm a I'm a Smashley mark too. I just don't see Lashley. I just don't think Theory needs or benefits from having two props. I like, don't, as long as he's got the money in the bank case, he doesn't need anything else. You know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-mm. And I think this is where Ziggler gets involved. I think Ziggler, like I said last week, I think Ziggler is is going to be the next mentor to Theory. How's Bobby Roode going to feel about this? Who? Exactly. Right. Um, I think Ziggler... Uh, Ziggler is going to be the guy that stops him from cashing in somehow, some way. Does that mean Ziggler helps him win the United States Championship? That I'm I'm not sure about. I'm guessing no. So Lashley wins, stays strong, 
and theory loses but you can't have theory lose twice right so let's talk about theory right now do you think he cashes in i think he decides not to because it's going to be like he made the right decision What do you mean? Elaborate a little bit more. Well, Paul Heyman, you know, Paul Heyman was talking to him and saying how it's not in his interest. And then at the end of Raw, that segment on Raw, uh, Roman Reigns said, "Make the right decision. Make the right decision." I think he's going to make a right the right decision by his tribal chief. He's going to he's going to wait until Roman says it's okay. Hmm. Interesting. All right. I'm going to say I'm going to agree with you that he doesn't cash in, but I'm or, or, or he looks like he's going to. And then like Sami Zayn and the Usos block his path, something like that. Maybe he doesn't have yeah. to get beaten down, but maybe, you know, there's that they, they've planned for it. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I not that, but I think. Ziggler's the one that stops him. I think Ziggler. It'll be funny if Ziggler comes out and Austin Theory thinks that uh, Ziggler's there to back him up, and it's going to be not you know three against one. It'll be three against two, and Zayn is still in in the the sling, and then Dolph Ziggler super kicks him again. I think Ziggler's going to super kick him, and that's how you end up closing out SummerSlam. Right? Is Ziggler super kicks? Um theory but the question is if theory loses to lashley and theory doesn't cash in and the last couple of weeks leading up to this theory has been looking like a clown right he's been clowned Mm -hmm. by roman on raw he got super kicked in stereo by the usos on smackdown theory's been on a losing streak and well, yes, that's what Dolph has to teach him. He has to teach him how to stop putting himself in situations where he can't possibly win. Mm, there you go. You Dolph Ziggler has been in this business this long, not because he's the biggest or the best, but because he's the smartest. And he doesn't put himself into losing predicaments. Exactly. There you go. See, you, you, you took my book in and made it better. Good job, Jeff. That's why you're my partner. There you go. That's like a, and you know what like a, we used to say they're not going to do it because that makes sense. But now it's the Triple H era, and everyone's like, "We hate Bruce." Well, when Bruce was running Impact with Scott Demore and Jim Cornette, Impact was pretty good. Um, and even after Jim Cornette left, when it was Bruce and Scott Demore, Impact was still pretty good. So yeah, Bruce is a yes man. He says yes to whatever Vince does. That's just smart if you want to if you want to be hired and keep your job. But he can be a yes man to Triple H, and if they if they want to be creative, he can be productive. He understands wrestling, so he does. I mean, it's it's you know if if he still fails, we'll see. But I mean, I I don't lay any of the the fault at Bruce because I saw what he did for a few years in Impact, and it was it was good. Yep. All right. Um... Two more matches left on the card. McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Yeah, McAfee's going to kick the happy right out of Corbin. Really? I don't know, man. McAfee's been riding on a on a high for quite some time. I think I got a feeling McAfee takes it now. I'm going to bet on Happy Corbin here. Okay. 
I'm going to bet on Happy Corbin. McAfee's just too much. Roman versus Lesnar. So my prediction here is that they have a really good match, probably the best 15-minute to 20-minute match that you're going to see. This is the match that they should have had at WrestleMania, but they had to cut short because Roman got injured. And this is why I'm excited to see them. Rock got injured too. Right. So I'm excited to see them run this back. I know a lot of people aren't, but this is the reason why is because they didn't give us the match that they were supposed to give us at WrestleMania. And hopefully they give it to us on Saturday night. Jeff, who do you have coming out victorious? Who's the, the, the champ Roman or Lesnar? I, I just think that the bloodline is the hottest thing going. It's the it's the most overact in wrestling. It's the only thing they've done over the last three years that has worked consistently. Uh, that, that that's been handled mostly correctly. Um, so I don't see any reason to change that. I mean, if Brock was full time and Roman was part time, I might think differently. But they're both part time. I mean, Brock's more part time than Roman, so you know what's the point then but let, let the tribal let the let the tribal chief continue to uh to run the gamut maybe it's because paul tricked roman again i mean brock again i don't know right all right there you have it i think roman wins and retains um but if roman wins and retains jeff what's next for brock does brock just I- saunter back to saskatchewan I, I don't I honestly don't know. I, you know, I, I don't I don't know what you do with Brock. I mean, I love Brock, but I but I'm not sure. I mean, he's not a full time guy. I mean, he's he's starting to become a little bit like Goldberg, you know, when, you know, when an emergency break last, it used to be Goldberg. Now it's Brock or, you know, Brock or Goldberg, whichever one's more available. Um, I don't know what you do with Brock, but I don't think you can really concern yourself with that. I mean, I'd love to see him in, in a, in like a tag team. I think him and Lashley would be an amazing tag team. They'd be like the road warriors. They'd kill everybody. Um, but that, you don't do that anymore. I mean, so I don't know. That, that's who, Triple H's problem. Who is a guy that you can put Lesnar with that will build Lesnar back up? Because they will build Lesnar back. I mean, yeah, he's in his forties. It's 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 his job to try to build other people up at this point. Like almost maybe. I I understand that, but Lesnar's gotten his ass handed to him. They fed Lesnar to Roman. What do you do to build back prestige in Lesnar? Just have him show up on Monday night and just run rampant and kill everybody. Beat up the new vicious Viking Raiders. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised that you didn't say that uh, T-Bar should be uh, the guy facing Seth Rollins. Who? T-Bar. <laughs> I, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, you already sold out T-Bar? Wow. You, you bet. turned on him. Wow. All right, you, know, you know the answer to, to Brock? Dustin Rhodes. Dustin, oh, feed him to, to gold dust. Absolutely. Right. I Absolutely. see that I agree with. Yeah. Captain Sean Dean. That's the only possible answer. Him and Pineapple Pete. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Funny you mentioned Captain Sean Dean. Again, I, I was looking at the AEW roster online because I was like, 
are the guys that are released still on the roster? And some of them are, right? So we know um, Alan Angels got released. Yeah, he, yeah of, he works for Impact. Some other guys got released. They're still on the roster. But as I was scanning the entire roster, I was surprised to see. Let me ask you this, Jeff. What percentage of the roster do you think has a winning percentage? Like a like more wins than losses. You in have to tell me how many people are on the roster. Let's say about 50. There's 50 people on the roster? Yeah. No, there's like 250 people on their roster. Okay, let's say 100 then. Go ahead. 25%. So you think 25%. So 25 guys out of, let's say, the men's roster. Uh, the Well, I don't, I mean, they, they wins, use so much appearance have, talent. So I'm sure there's these all these wins on dark and elevation that, that I would have no idea about. I mean, if there's only 50 men listed on the active men's roster and they have, and they're not listing appearance talent or local talent or whatever, then they probably, then probably like 78% of them probably have a winning record. Okay. Do you think that that number is around the same for the women? I bet the women it's lower, but yeah, because they've got the, you know, the, the, like the renegade sisters are losing and Laney luck is losing and, you know, sky blue is losing and, you know, you know, all, all of these know it, but I bet, I bet the women it's, if there's 20 on the roster, maybe like eight have winning records. Yeah. Would you be shocked if I told you about 95% of both male and female rosters have winning percentages? No, because you told me how few, how small the number was. And, and I know how many people I think are in AEW. So obviously there's people who are appearance talent or, you know, not con- not under contract, but they use them all the time. And they're the ones that lose. So all these people, they win like 12 matches that nobody's ever seen and, you know, and, and then they lose one match in dynamite. So they're, you know, they're tw- 12 and one, but the only match we've ever seen them for a year, they won. Jeff, everybody's, lost, a, fucking, everybody's a winner on, on a W I think awesome. next week, next week we'll, or maybe on a slow week, we'll pull up the entire roster and we're going to play a game. And we're just going to go randomly through it. I'll shout out names and I'll say winning record or losing record. <laughs> well, now I know I'm just going to say winning. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when I'm going to start with Captain Sean Dean. And you're going to be like winning. And I'm going to say, see, he's one of the five out of a hundred that has a losing record. Wow. You're going to trick me right from the front, from the jump. I mean, I, I don't know who's gone from AEW, who's there because their their contract situation and their roster pages, they they're they're not like other companies, or at least they're not like you know. They, okay, I shouldn't say it because I mean NWA and MLW, it's the same shit. Like MLW, I think it's like nine people under contract. Uh, you know, NWA probably has about 
14, um, but you'll see 30 or 35 people over the course of a year. Uh, you, know, you know, but AW, the, the, they led us or me to believe that they were going to be more like WWE, and then they were signing this one and the other one. So I feel like they have like 200 people under contract, plus another, you know, 100 or so that they use, you know, routinely on contract. And then there's, you know, local talent that they use periodically. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Okay. We'll do uh, slow. We, we, that'll be a fun game. I, I believe it will be. Um, Jeff, before we run into AEW, uh, the other thing I forgot to mention to you was a lot of people were speculating as to the future of the 24-7 title. With Triple H in charge, do you think Triple H abolishes the 24-7 title? Yes. The answer is no. Okay. It's too much fun. It's not fun in the least. It's fun. It's funny. It's great. The it's 24-7 none of title is amazing. The 24-7 title has secured our truths place in the Hall of Fame. Our truth was never at risk. It's this this whole thing. No, it's it's crap and everyone knows it. And Dana Brooke too. Dana Brooke may need to be looking for another job that's not happening all right jeff um are you ready to did we move uh, do any other wwe notes want to talk about nxt um wrestlemania 40 is going to be in philadelphia so there's that um nxt i mean i think the only news of significance is that the women's tag team titles uh are not dead uh alundra blaze was on nxt which i think was you know she's been you know seen on other promotions nwa i think she was even on aw once so i mean that that's i think a small sign to the rest of the universe that you know things are changing in wwe that they're recognizing certain things anyway she made a call back to 25 years ago she you know, threw her title in the trash and we saw how long it took to, to get another real woman's champion. I guess she was knocking at the divas. Anyway, Roxy or Roxanne Perez, because she doesn't have a partner anymore, she felt that the titles needed to be defended by two women who cared about it and each other, which is stupid. But so basically she forfeited her title instead of looking for another partner, which is dumb. Um, but there's going to be four, there's going to be a fatal four way between four teams Roxanne Perez did not pick another partner, so she's not one of the four in one of the teams, which I thought was a little bit dumb. So it's a Caden and Katana, Caden Carter and Katana Chance, like K and K Dance Factory, as I call them, as everyone knows. I'm sorry, I don't know the the the, the two women, but the 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 two South American women, or the like the the. She's a Mexican power lifter. I, I don't know their names, but Sanga was talking to them. They they. Never <laughs> <laughs> they're in a toxic attraction Jeff, you you don't remember these girls names but you do remember the fact that Sangha was talking to them Sangha's the only person like I really I'm invested in in, in that next thing um, you know their names <laughs> no, no, I don't watch NXT <laughs> oh okay I'm gonna um, look this up now oh my god you're hilarious I know yeah, so toxic Sanga attraction, to huh? Sangha eh? was talking to them. Right, Sangha was talking to them, and I don't remember who the other team. Oh, yes, I do. It's 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 the sort of diamond mine team. It's Ivy Nile and 
I think her name is is Fallon Henley, or I, I get the Tatum Paxley and Fallon confused. Anyway, it's it's not the one that's with Briggs and Jensen. It's it's the one that's been trying to get into Diamond Mine. So those two. So that that's that's really the only NXT news of any note, I would say. This JD McDonough thing, he's like talk his promos are painful. It's like all of a sudden he's gone from like this coming in like this playboy, like this uh, European model, almost like the Giovanni Vinci thing. I guess they realized it's the same goddamn character that Vince wrote twice. So he's now he's like he's like a he's like a doctor. He knows everything about human anatomy and he goes through painstakingly dull detail as to, you know, how he's gonna destroy you by going through your meta carpal this and that and how your shoulder bone has 36 tendons and it's terrible but yeah that, that, that that's really it um fallon henley fallon henley okay um little interesting tidbit for nxt apparently nxt and all out are going to both be on september 4th which is the saturday of or maybe it's a sunday of labor day <laughs> i love this um, fucking news because everybody's like do you think that triple h is gonna work with tony Khan?" no you dumb fuck if, if anything yeah, vince, a- vince was like i'll let them live i'm not gonna fuck with them you know what i'll fucking support them i'll release a bunch of people so you can just snatch them up Triple H, on the other hand, was like, fuck this. The first fucking thing I'm doing is booking a show on the same fucking day. I loved it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it's competition, I don't know. I mean, listen, the best pay-per-view buy rate AEW did was last year's All Out, which was 205,000. Well, you know, 900 and change watch AEW every week. So they get maybe 20% of their audience buys a pay-per-view tops. Let's say they they do the same. They do two hundred and five thousand this year's all out. I, I don't think that's going to be the case because it's not Punk's you know debut and all that other exciting stuff. Um, now I wouldn't be surprised if this NXT show um, on earlier than AEW. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But if, they, why- if, he re- if he really wanted to stick it to Tony Khan, he'd put it on USA for free. Instead of Peacock. That's true. But, you know, Peacock wants these things on. But but the point where I'm going is that there's about 800,000 wrestling fans out there who don't pay $60 for a pay-per-view. And maybe they watch NXT. Maybe they don't. But, you know, they they may say, "Eh, what the hell? Uh, I'm not buying all out, but I don't have a link. But I'll watch NXT. You know, I get it for cable or I'll use my free trial or whatever. So who knows? I, you know, we never get, you know, we never get Peacock numbers or they, they don't release them, but I don't know, whatever. It's interesting, but I think it's, it's much ado about nothing. If you're going to buy the AW pay-per-view, you're going to buy the AW pay-per-view. If you weren't now, you just have an alternative. That's all. I, I don't think it's going to change much of anything. AW. That's really all for uh, the, I have for WWE at least directly other than rating so uh, we can move on I mean if you want to call an MVP quote where he, where he told wrestlers to get thick skin uh, you know because you know uh, you know Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham and Jade Cargill all deactivated their Twitter this week so I think MVP was talking to all them basically being stop being babies and get thicker skin he's right Jade, Jade Cargill de- deactivated her Twitter yep very disappointing that that uh, that that bitch is a bit of a snowflake. And you know what I have to say? Jade, cut the shit. Well, you know, 
Yeah, snowflake is, uh, I think, an overused term nowadays. You got to protect your mental health. And if a lot Ugh. of people were just bullshitting. If you them. are a celebrity and you're putting yourself in the public spotlight, if your mental health is that feeble, that's, it's the wrong business for you. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I, I, I disagree with that only because you you can be a celebrity. But you're a snowflake. You didn't sign up to, to for people to harass you. That's exactly con- what you did when you opened up a basis. Twitter account. <laughs> no one. Yes and no. Yes and no. You want to come. You want to promote your shit. That doesn't mean that I got to hear uh, you tweet. WWE people you suck, don't you engage suck, in that. Suck. So what? Just just mute everyone. Close comments. Do, do, you, do you ever hear Kofi Kingston complaining about social media? Never. Yes. No. You never yeah, have, you liar. There's there's, there's t- toxic people out there. Get a life. Uh, yeah, but he, has he ever deactivated? I, I'm not even sure they, they run their own. They probably just let the, the PR department do it. He deactivated his uh, Nigerian accent. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Just like Apollo. And he was Ghana. Oh, right. Ghana. Sorry. I apologize to the people of Nigeria. (laughs) We've just lost all our Nigerian listeners. Rightfully so. Compare me to Ghanans. Jeff, um, school me on AEW, please. Why, Why should I give a fuck? Uh, well, we had Danny there's probably Garcia. no reason Danny for Garcia, you to Danny Garcia has been a big fucking zero for the last, what, three months. And now all of a sudden he's in a main event with Brian Danielson. Yawn. Yeah, who was cleared. And he put his damaged head into the storyline, which was well done, but it was scary because, uh, you know, he did a tope suicida. He, he took a like a, a pile driver to to the floor um you know a ddt i mean you know that wasn't fooling around anyway uh listen i'm not a daniel garcia fan and i think there's a stark difference between him and and brian danielson when you see them side but garcia is safe he's technically sound there are certain things he does a lot worse than daniel brian like the like the elbow poundings like uh brian's look real daniel garcia's don't um anyway yeah, they had Daniel Garcia beat Brian Danielson in the main event. Yes, there was tomfoolery. Uh, you saw this. You saw like this black limb holding Brian's leg from uh, the curtain ring, the apron, um, and that distracted Brian. So Daniel Garcia got the win. Uh, it turns out it was Jake Hager who had been under the ring, and so the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, got another win that night. Uh, you know, uh, Sammy Guevara beat Dante Martin, in, in which was a really stupid match because uh, Tay Conti kept getting involved and Dante Martin brought his girlfriend, Sky Blue, as an equalizer, and she did absolutely nothing. In fact, even when um, Dante was getting beaten down, she didn't come to the rescue. It was Eddie Kingston, Ruby Soho, and Ortiz who came out to the rescue. So it, it was that, that was just really weird. That was... But Dynamite, I mean... The beginning of the show was actually really good. Um, it was uh, uh, Moxley me, and Bruce had a good tell, match. Tell me, Jeff, how was it good? 
it was good. The Moxley Roosh match was really good. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that Roosh gets a title shot when he's won exactly one match and by cheating. I mean, if their rankings mean anything, but it was a good match. And then Jericho came out with a pretty good promo and challenged him to the Quake by the Lake in a couple of weeks in Minneapolis. Um, Jericho was pretty entertaining. Moxley was pretty entertaining. He, he said, I don't want the guy with a thousand trademarks, whatever the hell you're calling yourself this week. I, you know, I want the lion heart. Um, you know, and Jericho's like, ah, you can't handle that guy, sort of. Um, they announced finally they're going to have their trios titles. Uh, there's going to be a hold tournament, on, on. of Before course. We, we get into the trios thing because it, it's more titles is nonsense. Why does it take the Jericho Appreciation Society to take Roman Reigns' gimmick? Why do why do we have a, what's not Menard? What's the other guy? Canard? Name and. The fucking oh, I, TM. I, I barely know Menard's name. The other guy is on the mic and he's all like, hey, AEW Galaxy. Well, I, I know who us. you're talking about. I just don't know his name. The other guy from Everrise 2.0, the, the small Madcap Moss guy. Right. What the fuck? Like, can they just keep WWE's mouth out, uh, out their fucking mouths one fucking No, that's their whole gimmick. That is their entire gimmick. And Jer- Jericho should not allow this. Well, his idea need to to steal Roman Reigns' gimmick. Like I can understand this tongue in cheek. Oh, we're sports entertainers, bullshit. But don't fucking steal the guy's gimmick. Well, he's not stealing his gimmick. He's not the tribal chief. He's got a different. Uh, of thing. course, he's not. He's a fucking vanilla midget. He had the inner circle before there was a bloodline. I don't really know what you're talking about. Stealing his gimmick. About just stay stealing the catchphrase then. What's catchphrase? Acknowledge me? Acknowledge us. Yes. I don't think he said that. He did. All right. So that's what he does. He also called himself the wizard for a couple of weeks. He was throwing fireballs. He, he calls himself the demo guy. The apologist. The pain. He just this is what Jericho does. He does. He does this to get under people's skin to get to get cheap heat. Then it's, it's working. Apparently, I didn't even notice. Anyway, so we got trios titles coming. Um, so then we had the an FTW open challenge. It was against Danhausen. Danhausen got beat in about two minutes. Uh, you know, but there was something where uh, Ricky Starks apparently sold that his neck was hurt. We know he said neck problems in the past, but despite that, the dummy says, "I still have more in the tank, and I'm going to face someone this week," which he pulled before. But the other time he said, "But." Not tonight, but this time he said, no, but this time it will happen. So, of course, it was Hook. Of course, it was Hook. So, two members of Team Taz facing off against each other. Anyway, Hook beats him by a submission in three minutes. Ricky Starks gives him a fist bump. So, they show a little respect. And then Ricky Starks is with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Hobbs comes down, you know, to support him. He gives a babyface promo about he made the FTW title matter. No, he didn't. It, it, it means nothing. It meant nothing. He did nothing with it. He did the open challenge for three weeks. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's, it was his time a year ago. It was time two, two weeks ago, and it's damn well his time. And then Hobbs turns on him and beats him up. So Team Taz, so far all they've accomplished is resuscitating a fake title, taking the title from one member to another member to a third member. And Hobbs turned on Cage, and Hook left them, 
and now Hobbs has turned on Stark. So Taz still proves himself to be the worst manager in the history of wrestling. There's no group that in, in two and a half years that has had a worse history, even with their own fake manufactured title. They could just share the goddamn thing, uh, but no. Anyway, so hashtag fire Taz. But it was a pretty, you know, it was a good turn, I suppose, though. Only Starks or Hobbs can come out of this looking good. I don't care about Hook. Um, but if they're going to do something with him, I guess this throwaway title is fine. Um, but, yeah, conventional wisdom is that Starks will eventually go over. So I don't know what that means for Hobbs. Um, can't be anything good. I mean, I thought they were a pretty good tag team and, and they should have focused on that. But, hey, Um then the Bucks act like they're surprised about the trio's uh, championships, even though they're EVPs. And they're like, ooh, that seems interesting. Um, hmm. I wonder who we could get for a partner. I mean, all of our friends are, are hurt or away. And then they see ha- Adam Page hanging out by himself. He's drinking a bottle of water, not booze. And they're like, oh, we've been meaning to talk to you. Oh, yeah, guys, what's up? And then the Dark Order came over and they're like, hey, happy birthday, Adam, happy birthday. So the Bucks are like, all right, well, you know, we're. We're sorry. Have a good day. They're acting all facey. It's like, good to see all you guys. And it, it looks like Adam Page is, you know, so anyway, it's probably going to be the Bucks and Adam Page as as trios, teams, and I don't know. Whatever. What? That, that was oh, story. my God. I thought he had beef with the Bucks. Why is he now teaming back up with them? <laughs> he can't make up his mind. I mean, he broke up with the Dark Order about a million times, but he's still with them, too. Uh, I mean, I'm you pretty know. sure he can't team up with the Dark Order because they're all getting let go. Listen, I, I don't know if I said it last week on the show or if this was something within the week, but I don't know that there's ever been a faster and father fall from grace without there being an injury or some sort of scandal or serious crime than Adam Page from world champion to no to low card, no carder now. Right. Um, Jungle Boy cut a promo on Christian. He used a lot of dirty words. He actually showed a little personality for himself. Uh, Luchasaurus was behind him, but still in black. Christian interrupted him. They, you know, both want to date each other's families. Uh, Jungle Boy was ripping into Christian that he must need the money because he lost all his money in his divorce that he just went through, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was fine. It was, you know what you'd expect. I still think that uh, Luchasaurus still in black is going to turn on Jungle Boy. He's still with Christian. Um, uh, What I have here, I wrote another <laughs> oh, there was another Shida, not just Takashida. They had the Maya Shida. They, they oh, brought in a jo- Joshi wrestler to, to wrestle Thunder Rosa. She won. Apparently she she lost to this Joshi wrestler in Japan. Nobody cares. Nobody cared about this one, one bit. Wasn't even a very good match. But Thunder Rosa won, got her win back. Jeff, the only thing that I have to say about this, I watched some of this match. They're not doing any service to Thunder Rosa. It's obvious that she can wrestle. But when you stick her with these talents that are, they've never worked on before, like this is obviously looks like shit. And there was a lot. Well, she of worked with this woman I, last month. I think she wanted to work with her. That's the, I'm not sure I, Thunder Rosa is as good as people think she is. No, I've, I've seen her live. I've seen. And I just think that you just, keep switching the dance partner so much that of course you're not going to be in rhythm. And this is on Tony Khan. It's not on Thunder Rosa. I'm not sure. 
I mean, she, she's looked bad I'm with a lot sure. of opponents. And she's looked good with very few. Her most memorable match was with Britt Baker. There you go. She made Britt Baker. Yeah, maybe Britt Baker made her. I don't know about that. Who else has Britt Baker made? I don't know. I like Britt Baker, the character. I prefer her to Thunder Rosa. And, yeah, that's all I can tell you. Thunder Rosa, I think, has been a fan. Um, but that, I mean, that was most of your AW. I mean, they're, they're you know, trying to make everything, you know, you know, they've got the Grand Slam coming up in September or two weeks after All Out. They're trying to make Quake at the Lake in Minneapolis in two weeks. I think next week is week two of Fight for the Fallen or whatever. I mean, you know, no, nothing's just a show. So uh, we had a, uh, another doofy uh, heel asking for a stipulation that doesn't benefit them for no reason. Brody King's been beating Darby Allen all over the place, and he challenges Darby Allen to a coffin match. I mean, for reasons I, I don't know. It should be the other way around, but hey, there you go. Um, I don't know if you consider Death Before Dishonor to be AEW, but may as well go through the results. People were singing the praises of this show, except for a few people said it was okay. A couple of people I know really didn't like it at all. I didn't watch it, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, they added some matches last minute, so uh, all I can say is that if we were to predict those matches, the results, we would have gotten them absolutely correct. Um, Cole Cabana won his match. Uh Tully Blanchard, who apparently is no longer with AEW, Tully Blanchard Enterprises was acquired by Prince Nana and the Embassy. Uh, the Embassy apparently was Prince Nana because I didn't see him bring anyone else to Tully Blanchard Enterprises, but Tully Blanchard Enterprises won their match. Khan, uh, uh, Toa, Toa Leon, and Brian Cage beat, I think it was Alex Zane. Blake Christian and I don't know, say maybe Taylor Rust. It doesn't matter. Three three people who used to be in Ring of Honor and have bounced around the Indies. The Trustbusters, which is uh, former Two Dimes or Stacks, whatever. Um, Parker Boudreaux. Uh, they defeated the Shinobi Shadow Squad or what's left of the Shinobi Shadow Squad. Anyways, it was Cheeseburger. I think he goes by All American CB now. And Eli Isom, whatever. So basically all of your Ring of Honor people lost, basically. Willow, who AEW seems to like, beat Allison Kay, who's sort of like free agent natty. Um, you know, sort of your crusty veteran who goes to promotions and lose. They opened up the main card with Claudio versus Gresham for the world title. Claudio Castagnoli won in what was called a short match. Um against a short man. Um, oh, Claudio, come on now. That's uncalled for, Jeff. It's called for. Um, Claudio has his first, in air quotes, world title. Um, Dalton Castle and the boys defeated Jeff, before, the Righteous. Jeff, before I, I want to talk. I want to talk about Cesaro and or Claudio and Gresham, the match. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So did there was a it? lot of... Uh, did I watch it? No, I don't need to watch it. Um, I needed to see the amount of people in the arena, which wasn't many, um, to make my, my case for this. I know that Cesaro Claudio is the bigger name because he came from W for WWE and he used to be an ROH guy. I get it. And I, and both men can go in the ring. 
I get that. And Ring of Honor is a workhorse type, you know, uh, wrestling promotion, or that's what it's supposed to be. But if everybody's making audio is the guy that needs to be the, the new flag bearer for Tony Khan's Ring of Honor because he's more over then explain to me why he's so over that he couldn't get anybody to fill those empty seats, Jeff. I, I don't think he's so over. I don't think that anyone is particularly invested in a Ring of Honor storyline. The, the ratings on Rampage and Dynamite aren't good for it. Uh, Tony Khan babbles about the buys, but never actually tells you what the buys are. They said that this was the fourth best-selling uh, Ring of Honor event in history. They sold, last I heard it was 2,200. So you figure some walk-ins, maybe they said, what, 2,500 tickets? That's the fourth greatest? Okay, we know the greatest was the Madison Square Garden show with New Japan, and we know there was New Japan that filled that up. Um, so 22 or 2,500 is their their fourth best attendance ever. That's sad. Um now so they're, they're combining digital buys with traditional pay-per-view buys and still not giving us numbers. So I don't know. We, we still don't have solid numbers for Super Card of Honor. Everyone just believes the words he says, even when the words are different. Um, so now, uh, now, look, listen, Cesaro Claudio, whatever you want to say his name is, he's never been a draw. Um and with all due respect, Ring of Honor has never really been a draw either. I'm a Ring of Honor fan, but it's never been a draw. I mean, uh, so is How he the bigger feel? name? Is How he a bigger star this? to have as a centerpiece if you want to try to build a promotion? If you're going to get TV, does it make more sense to have him on your TV screen than Jonathan Gresham? Of course it does. Um is that what the thinking is? I don't know. All I know is once I saw that hug that Tony Khan gave him, there was never a doubt. Until I saw him, until I see him hug Jonathan Gresham like that, there was never a doubt. Right. That's a good point. I don't think anybody's made that point up until now. But I, I just think it's one in one in one one in one B. Like it's just. Gresham Cesaro might be a bigger name, but he's not that much of a bigger name. I can go walk down the street in Times Square and ask, hey, guys, you know, Claudio, you know, Claudio. And they're going to be. Listen, you, you know how Tony Khan thinks. Tony Khan thinks in his, his mind, CM Punk got done dirty. He should be a world champion. Make him world champion. Check. Daniel Bryan wasn't clear, but he wants to wrestle. Clear him. Check. I, I want to have. Uh, you know, uh, Cesaro's should have gotten a world championship, never did. He's been done dirty. He should get a world championship. Check. Uh, John Moxley's always wanted to face Tanahashi. I got to make that happen. Check. He's got like his little bucket list of dream things to happen. And and that's what he's doing. So this is it. Now he's right. He's righted the wrong that Cesaro never got a world championship anywhere. Okay, great. So it's it's off his list that that you just have to think of what what is, you know, what what right do you think that Tony Khan is is correcting? That's been a, a crime against the wrestling community over the last 15 or 20 years. And that, that that's and that's on his list. So that's Dalton Castle and the boys defeated the righteous. Uh, anyone who follows us knows that Dalton Castle and the boys don't really have any other jobs. Vincent from the righteous is part of the, the 
Dishonor or whatever whatever they're calling themselves an Impact. Bateman is in New Japan and Dutch. I have no idea what he's what he's doing. Wheeler Yuta retained the Pure Championship, defeated Daniel Garcia. It makes so much sense that Daniel Garcia would then be put in the main event uh, with uh, Daniel Bryan after losing to Yuta, but such is life. Roosh defeated his brother Dragon Lee in a match that was uh, last minute. Um, people are saying this was the match of the night. Don't know. Didn't see the card. Um, they are shoot siblings. You would never know it by looking at them. But Roosh is the one that, that's on AEW. Dragon Lee isn't. So, of course, he won. In uh, one that surprised me, Mercedes Martinez retained her Ring of Honor Women's Championship over Serena Deeb. Uh, and another one that sort of surprised me, but not really, but Samoa Joe retained his TV championship over Jay Lethal and his goons. Um, and FTR won two out of three falls against the Briscoes, um, which really shouldn't surprise anyone because the Briscoes aren't allowed on Discovery TV. Uh, so <laughs> there, so there's your death before dishonor results. Can't give you a formal review of the show because I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch it. I'll give you a formal review. It was trash. Okay. Good one. Um, the Ric Flair card continues, but that's not till, is that this coming weekend? Is that this Sunday? It is this, uh, I want to say it's this Saturday. Okay. It's the 31st, whatever it is. I Listen, I, I'm not making predictions on it. Whatever. This is not a real wrestling card. Uh, the one interesting story that came out of it this week is that Charlotte Flair said that Rick wanted to do a dive from the top rope. And she said, absolutely not. <laughs> but she also said that he like was running like drills and he did it at like half the, like twice the speed that, that is required to pass. And, and she couldn't believe it. So whatever, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I, <laughs> I've got a I question sorta, about this I mean, card, Jeff. What's that? I've got a question about this card. How is Andrade his partner, but Andrade so injured? I haven't a clue. I don't. I don't know what's going on with Andrade in AEW. I don't understand any of this. I don't. You know, the, on paper this card is interesting, but like you know, all these title matches—they're nonsense. I mean, you know, it's not. It's not like Jacob Fatu is going to win the Impact Championship. It's you know. So <laughs> I mean, so. You know, it's, it's a good indie card, but I mean, apparently there's still tickets available. So how good is it? I mean, I wouldn't pay for this. Uh, I would, I mean, I'd go see this live. If I was in Nashville, I'd go. Maybe if I was in Nashville, I'd go, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I won't buy this on pay-per-view. Oh, right. um, agreed. Other Woo! strange AEW news. Well, not so strange. CM Punk, Punk described his foot as shattered. Um, I don't know if that's just hyperbole or, or what, but uh, it, it was an interesting choice of words to use. Uh, and Dave Meltzer, at some point during the week, estimated that AEW was worth $400 million, even though it's never made a dollar. <laughs> here, here is, here is Jeff's reenactment world. of Dave's brain. Well, Tony Khan paid $40 million for Ring of Honor, so that's obviously the real price. AW is worth at least 10 times Ring of Honor, so $400 million. Yep, that checks out. Wow, $400 million. Yeah, I mean, if AW came three of its liabilities, I could see the brand is worth something. Jeff, I, I agree, but they're only as – what's the biggest worth is the TV contract. So what's right. the TV contract worth? 
well, right now there's only a couple of years left on it. And I guess it depends how much profit is. So since there's no profit, I mean, you'd have to do a lot of cost cutting, but let's say you did. I, I mean, I, I could, I could, I would say between 10 and $20 million is probably if, if you could get rid of a bunch of liabilities. I still, I don't know what their liabilities are. John Moxley. That's a big one. Well, I mean, a lot of the contracts would might be liabilities, but I, I don't know if they carry any debt. I mean, it might all be sunk costs into the creation and, and the, the video game and buying those songs uh, and things like that. I mean, I'm sure you could do tons of cost cutting without any issue. Uh, I mean, I would say the brand has a value, uh, but you don't often get businesses without their liabilities unless you buy them out of bankruptcy court out of receivership like Vince did with WCW. So that is a huge if. So right now, I think that they're worth nothing because they they have a three-year track record of losing eight figures a year. Um, so, all right. Um, it's sort of miscellaneous news. Lita apparently declined an offer from Women of Wrestling. Wow. Um, Biff Busick, who people might know as only Lorcan, joined AQA in stepping away from wrestling, who may have also joined Jonathan Gresham, who may have also joined Jordan Grace. I'm not really sure. Um, last week, we were talking about how Aubrey Efforts might be Don Stevens. It sounds like she might be sharing those duties with Jeff Jones, who's the vice president of digital media affairs for AEW. Uh, so it's still a fake name and there's no reason why the actual person in charge of that shouldn't do it, but they are still using this straw man name of Don Stevens, whether it's <laughs> Aubrey or Stevens Jeff or some dead. combination, it's still the same bullshit. Is um, Don Stevens still dead though, Jeff? Yeah, no, Don Stevens is still, is still hitting, is still, is still sending cease and desist. Takedowns, still doing uh, the MCA takedowns. Uh, injured, we already talked about Sami Zayn. Jericho did break his nose in that match. I, I, I mentioned that it looked like he did something to himself. Maybe he broke his nose. And in fact, he did. And Clark Connors is injured. In fact, he had to pull out of the Ric Flair match. I think he was replaced by either Ren Narita or Filthy Tom Waller. Someone from New Japan Strong. Um, Nick Wayne, who's that underage wrestler who has to travel around with his mom and I think he got signed by GCW and it's like, you know, he's like the new indie darling. Um, Dave Sanderson? No, his name is Nick Wayne. He was on a plane to Iceland or back from Iceland. And apparently someone called in a bomb scare while they were in route. And someone wrote it on, wrote the bomb scare, like on the bathroom mirror in lipstick. So the plane had to land and everybody was detained. And so he had a little bit of scare like that, but he's back in the U S and I think he's working like four shows uh, that, that, you know, flair weekend, SummerSlam weekend in Nashville. Anyway, so a little, so Nick, Nick, Nick Wayne and his mom. And of course his mom was questioned because it was lipstick. So they questioned all the ladies. Um, that's all the items I have and the news and notes. Do you have anything I didn't mention? I have one thing that just came across my feed and apparently, you know, WWE is having tryouts in Nashville this weekend. And notably one NBA star tried out and cut a promo. And that NBA star is Dwight Howard. Um, Used to be the center for the Orlando magic. Uh, His, you know, he's in the twilight of his career right now. uh, And you can argue whether he's still in his legs were shot in when he was playing basketball, but okay. Right. 
And so now he's uh, trying to get signed by WWE. I think that's interesting. Or maybe he's just goofing around. Maybe he thinks. Yeah. I had heard that that they were disappointed in, in the crop, that there were maybe one or two people that stood out, but for the most part of the 50 or so that they saw that really that, 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 that they didn't come out of it thinking, wow, we got to sign like 12 of these people. By the way, last week before the Vince thing, we were talking about how WWE stock was, uh, had been up. It was, I think it was around 64 bucks last week when we recorded. And, you know, everyone thought that Vince made his, his announcement after the market closed because the market would dive. It didn't dive. It actually went up. It went up Monday and Tuesday. It actually went over $70 for a couple of days. Then there was some profit taking and whatever it is. Anyway, as of today, I checked around 4, 4.15. Now, the market closes at 4.30, I think. So I don't know if this is exactly no, right, o'clock. but at close, it was when I last saw it. It was $69.49, which is, aside from those two days or so, it was that that's in excess of its one year high by, you know, about a buck and it's up $5 from a week ago. So despite all the turmoil and all the probes and all that, the markets seem fine with what's going on. And they, you know, they they don't seem particularly perturbed. I think they're happy to have whatever this problem is behind them. And the, the second quarter, Financials came out also on Friday, and they were positive. So, you know that that's probably more what the market was reacting to than than the Vince news. Um, but I remember saying I thought that they would announce that they had TV with Japan this week or something like that. I'm still going to say it until it happens because it will happen one day. Um, but uh, you know the the market seems to be pretty good with WWE, and I'll never forget several months ago. You know, even though I was shitting on it, you know, you said. You think it's undervalued? I said, yes, I think it's undervalued. And I remember that it was around 43 or $44 at that time. I mean, if people listen, you know, I don't give stock advice and I shouldn't give stock advice, but if people bet on that, they, they would have made 25 bucks a share. That's right. That would have been a good hefty amount of money to walk away with. That's WrestleMania money right there. Yeah, and and I still think the stock is probably undervalued because there's still China's out there, and eventually China's gonna let them let them air TV there. Um, all right, ratings. Impact last week went down seven thousand to one hundred and seven thousand. New Japan, boy, this Forbidden Door thing really worked out for them again. Four out of the last five weeks, not even reported, which, as I've told you before, means it's outside the top one hundred and fifty shows, which generally means it's either in the low forties or below and viewership it's in the mud yep smackdown uh friday night on the eve of vince news 2.256 million up 189,000. frankly i thought more people would tune in just because of the news but still a pretty good result for smackdown not extraordinarily good but but higher than normal rampage 428,000 down 7,000. raw 1.9 million up 135,000. up that's right baby I thought that they would go over 2.2, to be frank, with the your first post-Vince show, but nah, but still up. NXT went up 12,000 to 600,000. Dynamite went up 66,000 from 910 to 976. Uh, I guess people were look, checking in on Daniel Bryan. Um, MLW, um, last three weeks, 91,000, 87,000, 82,000. Not so great, but not so bad, especially when you compare it to our next friends, NWA, 
38,000 a week ago, 41,000, and two weeks ago, 42,000. So it seems to be pretty stuck in the mud, almost half of where they were just a few months ago. Um, elevation this week, uh, 205. Last week, up to 239. And two weeks ago, up to 264. Dark this week, 191. Uh, last week, up to 294. And two weeks ago, which was PAC's first defense internationally. Maybe that was the draw or whatever, but 494. But as I recall, I think it was close to that last week. So not a lot of gains since then. Um, as I said, I'm no longer reporting on WOW because their numbers are too small, and I'm stopping on New Japan because uh, the latest week was 9.3. And so, uh, I, you know, obviously it's like they weren't, they're not on some sort of great ascent where they're going to start rivaling NWA. I'll keep my eye on it. If they start going into the twenties and thirties on week one, I'll talk about it again. But as long as they're below 15,000 on week, you know, week one, I'm just not interested in t- spending the time on it. Okay. So yeah, that, that's all I got. Uh, that's interesting news business-wise. I'm sure a lot of stuff more is going to come up. Uh, we're going to find out if it really was succession uh, or if, if Nick Khan was in on it or wasn't in on it. Um, if maybe now that Vince has more time, you can express your love and maybe you guys can go for nice walks around the park and feed ducks and things like that that, 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 you know, that like, you know, people who are dating can do. I just want dad to show me some love. Just be like, I love you, son. That's all I, I want. While you're doing that, your own kids are like, hey, dad, stop. don't call me that. That's right. Like, why, do you, why do you keep embarrassing me? Papa Vince is here. Yeah, yeah man. Vince, if you're listening, you're more than welcome to come on the show. And uh, Yeah, no, no, that's for sure. You, open door policy here, Vince. You, you will be treated more than fairly. Uh, we don't even want to talk about uh, this NDA bullshit. I just want to talk about WrestleMania three and midgets. That's all I want to talk. I just about. want to talk about what your plans are for dating Steve. That's that's really all I'm interested that's in. And if happening. since you, if it's true that you really don't like Shane, if you're if you're considering adopting Steve, and if you can oh, get in on that. that trust thing, oh my god, get some of that oh. Class B stock. That's right. I'm worth um, at least Class A. Audience, Steve asked me to reach out and see if I could find a securities attorney who was familiar with this to come on the show. I tried, got nowhere. Um, I talking to some people in my firm, they, the, the people who are doing that kind of thing are actually in a trial this month. And so they weren't particularly interested in dropping everything, but I have it on some reasonable belief that they will talk to me, whether it'll be on Hammerlock Hangover or it'll have to make it onto one of my other shows. I don't know, but I will keep you all abreast. Um, if that happens and when it happens, uh, if is if of course defines the when. I like how you said it, uh, you'll you'll keep us abreast because that's not at all what got Vince in trouble. Right, was keeping everybody or certain. <laughs> all right, guys, another episode in the can, Jeff. Uh, we did it again, buddy. I want to we thank did. everybody for listening uh, for, uh, I don't know, the 80th, 89th, 90th, 95th week straight. Thanks for. I don't know. Streamer used to tell you what number it was. I know. I used to. I changed it, though. Um, yeah. So thank you for tuning in and, um, you know, help spread the word of the Hammerlock Hangover to all your friends and your wrestling timelines. 
wrestling Twitter, wrestling Facebook, wrestling groups, just share the link with people and say, Hey, you know, I found this podcast to be fairly entertaining. Or if you want, maybe um, any type of press is good press. And if you tell everybody that it sucks, um, maybe somebody will listen and be like, no, it's not that bad. Just tell your friends, Hey, this wrestling podcast is not that bad. Boy, that's inspiring. All right. Listen, I don't care if you tell anyone anything. Yeah, Jeff is just here to, to hear himself talk. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just here to listen to myself talk. I don't really give a shit if, if you jabronis are listening or not. I mean, right now, if I'm talking to myself, I'm the jabroni, in fact. This is true. So, yeah, that's all fine. Uh, you can find me at Icarus Fell MD. You can also find me at the on the Garden of Doom and Garden Views. They're on the same feed. You can find that right here uh, on the Wrestling Soup Network. Also right here on the PWC Network. Also right here on the PW Hustle Network. Uh, those shows are also on Hameen Media Group or wherever fine podcasts can be found. Uh, Garden of Doom is more esoteric, occult, arcane, UFOs, cryptids, mythology, religion, history, alternate history, fun stuff like that. Garden Views is more topical. A lot of legal stuff, a lot of cryptocurrency and what the laws exist now and what they might be in space and some other issues like mental health law and student loan law and things like that. So something for everybody. Uh, you can also find me on like a bevy of shows with Jimmy T on the PWC, sometimes on Channel Attitude, sometimes on the Humming Media Group, sometimes even on the Blow Off Network. I mean, who... who I don't even know where I am. The, I, the I, blowjob I, network. What? Yes, the blowjob network. Yeah, I, apparently, I've, I've uh, given them implied consent to my likeness and voice to pretty much anyone. Sometimes on the Drew Yari show. I mean, you, oh. you just you just never Drew. know where where you might find me. I That's tried right. to do a hostile takeover of wrestling soup tonight because Mish is on vacation, and they weren't sure if Joey was going to show up. So I said I'll do it, but uh, apparently nobody was interested in that. <laughs> They're like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And no, nobody even bothered. It was just good. It's 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 just like you know, it, it was invisible. The invisible comment. All right, guys, um, that's it for us. Um, Jeff, thank you, and uh, have a great week, everybody. Stay evil, my friends. <laughs>